Hello and welcome back to another episode of my podcast. My name is Azizat and today we're just talking I'll just be talking briefly about BL fan culture and how it has sort of like social and political impact and let's let, let just see what's let, let me just tell you what i'm thinking so recently i you know got back into watching bl dramas now if you don't know what bl dramas are bl dramas are like like the like the initial say boys love drama basically their dramas where like every hot guy in the drama is falling in love with a hot guy so you go in knowing that so like you as audience participants if you're female for example like myself you immediately are not important to the structure of the drama like your gender is not important to the structure of the drama and this has been viewed in different ways across different cultures depending on how gender is viewed and seen in different sort of parts around the world for example i saw a video um on tiktok the other day where a chinese girl was explaining how you know the bl fan culture works in china and how girls who watch you know bl dramas have like a specific name i forgot what she called them i don't think i can pronounce them pronounce it right but i think it's like for funny guys just go google it up yourself but so the way she went for that sort of explain about how gender roles plays a huge impact in romance and um drama tvs and you know media in general and when you go into a bio drama that sort of dynamic is something that you don't need to worry about because on a sort of socio-economic or socio-political or view this this characters in the bio are on a somewhat of an equal footing in terms of strength in terms of gender so that gender bias doesn't come into play you know the gender differences doesn't play a huge part in the relationship sure the the problem would then be like the the main bone of contention in the bio drama depending on the story would be the fact that both of them are guys but that that's something that you would see in you know queer or homosexual stories that are set in the west but when it comes to like for example thai dramas or like countries where being homosexual is generally accepted and understood that part of it is no longer the problem and we can then sort of focus on the story itself so it's no longer about them being queer it's no longer about gender differences it's about the story core itself so like it always sort of pains me when i see a lot of people say oh this is just girls watching these shows and testing after the guys but there's a deep part sort of psychological take on why a lot of women watch bio dramas now i'm not saying there are no men who watch bio dramas because i know a few of them that do and they're always sending me fanats of them so definitely but i just felt like there is a lot more to like there are a lot of layers that people don't see when it comes to, like bio dramas now one of the most popular countries or the most widely known you know country that produces 
an insane amount of bio dramas in a year is probably Thailand. Like I don't, I, I I'm probably missing another country, but Thailand is the one I know of, and that's the country that has sort of popularized bio dramas for me. Now. Over the years, I've seen, because I've been watching beer dramas for such a long time at this point, almost as long as I've been watching Korean dramas. And it's just been an evolution to see how people's take and people's outlook about beer dramas, both in Thailand, on social media, and people around me. Have changed over the years. Now, earlier on, BL dramas were considered the oddity. They were considered, you know, you know, the the fetish. They were considered the the order, basically. And people who acted in them were only doing it purely for money and not to promote, you know, um, inclusivity. It was just about money and about satisfying a specific fandom. But now it has evolved and it has changed to us having not just sort of straight um, cis men playing in these dramas, but playing in these dramas directed by queer people or acted in part by queer people, stories that are written by queer people, for queer people and everyone else. So you've seen a definite shift and that has, re- that has sort of, you know, sh- that is sort of evidence in the demographics that are now currently watching bio drama, basically. So I recently I watched a few bio dramas that oh I did like a quarterly wrap-up of Asian dramas that I have watched in 2022. And a number of them were actually were not a lot, maybe out of 11, three of them were BLs. So like that just put in perspective the amount of BLs I watched. Like I I, I would claim. Like, I watch a lot of BLs, but when you look down at it, like, I don't really watch that many compared to, like, some people. And I, the, the issue with me is I try not to count BLs that I don't finish as part of BLs I've watched because there are some that do it for me and there are some that don't because I am very sort of story-driven when it comes to BL dramas. Now, I watched one very recently that uh, sort of stayed with me, and that is Not Me. Not Me is a fantastic drama that, honestly, the BL aspect of it is like unimportant. <laughs> like, I don't know how to put it. Like, the, the, the queer relationship that we have in this story is it does nothing like it it makes no difference to the plot if you get what i mean like it it does nothing to the plot that's just my personal take like it does nothing but i'm not necessarily call it a bl drama but the fact that our main character falls in love with a guy i probably that's why people are calling it a bl but i will not necessarily call it a bl drama because the drama is a lot more than like their relationship is inconsequential it's like the story and that tells you how how different this drama is to a lot of bio dramas like a lot of bio dramas are centered around the relationship between these two these two men but in not me that is not the case so basically we have these twins one named black one named white and while growing up they are this sort of string and attachment when one is feeling some sickness or something the other would sort of experience it also their parents decide to split up and take each of them to like a different part of the world, just sort of reduce and 
protect their children. But obviously, they also have some selfish reasons for why they split up. So then, one living in Russia, one living in Thailand. The one living in Thailand, you know, got in... Um, I don't want to say got himself involved, but he got himself involved in political political activism and you know a bit of vandalism here and there. Excuse me, and he got himself sort of beat up and put in a coma, and that sort of happens to be the same sort of weekend that his twin brother White, the one in Thailand is called Black, the one in Russia is called White. The um that same weekend when he was beat up was the weekend that his brother white returned back to thailand with his ambassador father so when they go back to thailand immediately white could feel that his brother was beat up and in coma and things like that so he sort of got in contact with a friend of theirs that he had in thailand and that one explained to him that black has been doing a, a bit of some shady shit recently and that um black is in coma and white needs sort of help find out who did this to black so that led black to that led white to pretend to be black and join his gang so we just sort of follow them follow this we follow white who has grown up with a bit more privilege and some sort of less awareness about the political cycle in thailand and how capitalism works in thailand and how you know there's a lot of nepotism so he he, he sort of sees that as his job as he joins you know black's gang uh, pretending to be black and you know obviously because black was like you know um very hard guy he knew how to shoot he knew how to fight but why didn't know how to do any of that so when he got to the back it was a bit evident to the members of the gang that this was not the black that they were used to but after some time he was able to sort of blend into the gang and yeah, we just sort of followed them through it. I think for me, the most part, the thing I really enjoyed about this drama was how it focused a lot on nepotism culture in Thailand, um, capitalism, and how one specific company can, you know, have a monopoly over the market and how it sort of pushes out smaller businesses. Like, I loved that view that critical lens and i think that was what made this drama for me one of the highlights of like all the dramas that i've watched both you know korean chinese um taiwanese like that's like that's what made this one special for me so another bl not drama but movie that i watched was a taiwanese movie on netflix named your name engraved earring and I loved it. Uh, I loved it a lot. It was fantastic. Someone actually recommended this on TikTok and he explained it like it having sort of, um, it having an emotional attachment to the drama and how representative it is and how eye-opening it was. And I felt like, you know, I've, I've not really watched a Taiwanese movie that had you know queer representation so i watched it and honestly i gave it a five out of five stars it had great cinematography the acting was great there was a great plot great story thread i like i learned a lot of things about taiwan uh, its laws and its history and 
you know its education system i i've learned a massive lot and yes it's it got steamy at some point especially the bathroom scene i think it's at about the one hour mark or something but it got to be steamy and yes i know <laughs> But it was a lot more that it was it was a lot more than the steaminess and I absolutely loved it. I would highly recommend it. And one other drama that I watched, um, that I finished watching is called Don't Say No. Honestly, I I'm in the middle with this drama. Like it's it's probably a 2.5 out of 5 star for me. Like I'm in the middle. The acting wasn't doing it for me. Everything felt a bit too exaggerated. Like we had our main characters, one of them, like is this is a sort of best friends to lovers kind of movie. And we've sort I think we've seen some of these characters in Tan and Type too, but never mind that. Um they are friends to lovers and one of them the fates like the other the, the other one of the guys he happens to have been in a lot of past relationships and in the drama they continue to emphasize how sort of fate has been with so many guys so many like the way they kept emphasizing you would think like this guy has slept up and down the block like that is all that is how weird it was but like at the end of the day, when you look at the relationship you have had, he has not had that many sexual partners. Like, the guy is probably just 20. Like, like the way they made it out to see was like, as if every day of 365 days, he had, like, three guys at a time. Like, it's just ridiculous. So everything was, from the beginning, was ex exaggerated. And I couldn't just for the life of me, you know, emotionally attach myself to this guy, even though the story itself was sort of mental health sort of based. Like he had a mother who had like serious attachment issues and taught him that no one else would love him like she does, like she's the only one who loved him. And his father had to forcibly sort of remove her from the son's life. So you can see how that sort of contributes to him wanting to form attachment through sexual intimacy. Like there, there's a lot of logical thread to it, but the exaggeration of the emotion and the exaggeration of the characters acting, like it was just, it just felt off to me, but the story itself was quite great. I just felt like the acting could have done with a bit more acting or less acting, whichever way you can see. But I really enjoyed the story and yeah, so those are the three that are finished. Not me, don't say no. Your name engraved earring. Actually, I finished a few other ones, but I don't know if I have the time to say it. And that is semantic error. It's a K drama. It's cute. It's fluffy. The storyline is fine. Like it's not like the other ones that I've mentioned that actually has like a storyline that teaches me history or something. But Semantic Era was cute. Like, he gave us what he needed. He gave what he needed to give. Like, it was fine. Like, no big, no big issues with it. I, I think I'm fine with it. Like, I'm not going out of my way to look for something fluffy. I think I gave it a three out of five stars. You'll notice that the dramas I gave five out of five stars are dramas that have, like, good story, good plot that teach me a few things that like, even it's about queer relationships i've i've seen queer relationships like i've watched queer relationships i read books about queer relationships i even write stories about queer relationships so like is is i feel like the intrigue is no longer there for me but i understand the importance of you know having this representation out there like i understand it but that part of it 
doesn't really intrigue me that much anymore. The same way heterosexual relationships don't even intrigue me that much. Like, I would rather watch a BL dramas with no plots <laughs> than an heterosexual relationship with no plots. Like, that's how it is. Like, heterosexual relationship, like, I'm done with them. Like, I'm done. So, like, it's just, I, I'm, I'm very plot-driven. I'm very story-driven. I want something that's going to teach me something. That's just the kind of person I am. So, those ones will probably get the five-star, like, not me and your name engraved herein they were both five stars for me but don't say no uh semantic error 2.53 stars it was okay not not too bad then i am currently watching two dramas kim posh the series lafot and kitty pie series now kitty pie series is ongoing and this one when i started it i was probably i was like i probably won't continue this drama it's a bit cheesy for me but as i kept as i continued watching it and especially episode eight as i continued watching it and we got to episode eight and there was this beautiful sort of scene that you know centered around consent guys after this scene after episode eight part one on youtube I was sold. I like I'm in love with this show. It's just perfection. It, like I don't even know where to start. Like I feel like that content sort of part of the of that scene was what got me and I'm I'm loving it so far. Then the second one I'm watching is Kim Posh, the series La Thoughts. <laughs> it's a mafia BL drama and so far, like it, we just have two episodes out, but so far it's been it's going good. Like I've got to say, like it's going good. The characters are hilarious, they're ridiculous. Um, it's it's just great. You can probably tell that I'm laughing as I'm speaking, but like it's 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 just great. So yeah, like those are the videos that I'm currently watching. I just feel like conversationally. We, we don't really talk about, you know, the societal and, you know, political impact of BL dramas, in particular, for example, in Thailand. Now, for me, when I started watching Thai BL dramas, I assumed that, you know, being queer and being gay in Thailand was, like, the socially acceptable norm. And, you know, you could get married, you could, you know, adopt, you were, you know, you were you had you know same legal rights as you know heterosexual um, partners like that was my assumption like that and i'm talking about when i started watching video like years ago that that was my assumption but i was wrong like sure like to some level it might be socially acceptable but it is not like people in thailand say it's not as liberal as you know the country itself makes it out to be like let me explain for example in thailand thailand is probably one of the countries that you know have like like like, like how do i put it that like the most friendly gay countries in the world like that's how they marketed themselves you know their tourism has been pushed towards letting um it has been pushed towards people being as a gay friendly country so you know tourism and put towards queer people that oh we're accepting of everybody here but that really is not the case <laughs> is that the case because if you just search up lgbt rights in thailand 
they have like a whole Wikipedia page highlighting, you know, the legality of sex, um, sex sexual activity, adoption and parenting, and discrimination protection. It says all this, but then it still has lines that say they still face discrimination that can affect social rights and job opportunities. Like if you're going to make billion dollars from the BL community, the BL sort of scene, what is stopping you from, you know, putting them or legalizing or removing the discrimination from, you know, your laws and making them have the same rights as other different sex partnership like i don't know if it's just me that i seen it like i feel like the country is getting a lot of things from you know this bl scene but they are unwilling to you know put into the bl scene if you get what i mean like they are unwilling to support these people basically but yeah um and people like all about on the website on this wikipedia page i like saying that about eight percent of the thai population are thought to be in the LGBT demographic. So you know you have these statistics that 8% of your population they are queer and yet you refuse to remove all this discrimination that's that are in their way. Like I don't know if it's just me that I seen all these shady shit. But yeah so um it's it's just like it is just a bit shady to me and I feel like <laughs> It just reminded me of something that happened recently about one BL author, uh, I say author, art actor that came out as homophobic a few days ago. Like, it's just funny. Like, because there's so much money in this BL industry, you know, a lot of fandom, a lot of craze around the BL community, actors will go and act a BL drama. I know it's for the cash, it's for the bands, do what you have to do to get that money, but don't do it then after you've you know done it and you've made a lot of money and you've you know you've gained popularity then go out of your way to you know state how homophobic you are like that's just my take uh maybe a hot take but it's my take nonetheless so yeah like i i hope you've just sort of maybe learned a few things or maybe you found a new drama that, that you want to watch but i'll just stop here for today like definitely um I don't know if there are like any new dramas that I should probably check up on, but there are some that I've already mentioned. So just check those ones out. Definitely Not Me is at the top of my BL list. I think it's a really great drama. Like the other day, I also started Manner of Death is on um it's on YouTube. And one thing I actually intrigued about Manner of Death was how um both characters have like working jobs like that's something we don't really see in your dramas a lot of time they are always in universities or they are like not doing anything but like this one they actually have working jobs so i will probably end up watching that drama again just continuing it and yeah so i hope you are doing good today it's quite sunny here in brighton and till next time guys bye